Welcome to the Fabulous Five Podcast. The Fabulous Five Podcast is an inspirational show sponsored by New Covenant Believers dealing with five topics from week to week for 30 minutes. The five topics all begin with the letter F from where we get the title Fabulous Five. The five topics are as follows. Faith in Jesus Christ, family dealing with love, marriage, and relationships, finances consist of personal financial planning and business, Fellowship involving relationship with others in the body of Christ. Fatherhood dealing with parenting, mentoring, and leadership to our youth. The show will consist of teaching, inspirational speaking, or guest speakers from week to week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Please join your host Frank Reed for this week's episode. Once again, welcome to the Fabulous Five, also known as the Fab Five, dealing with faith, family, finance, fellowship, and fatherhood. This week's show, we're going to talk about family, the state of the family. Um, we'd like to apologize. Month of August, we have taken off for the for vacation. Usually during the month of August, as we take that off for vacation for ministry. And we forgot to announce that at our last episode. But we, we are back, and we're going to be back for the next following weeks throughout the year. This year, this week, we're going to talk about the state of the family. Uh, the biblical definition of family what culture has defined family as, and our current situation with regards to family and the views of family from the outlook of the different generations. We find that family first began with marriage, which God had ordained. And in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our, our image, our, after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, Subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air, over the fowls of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So when God first made man, he made created Adam first, but inside of Adam was the female. Um, male and female, he made him made them. And and the female and the male was inside of Adam until God looked upon Adam after he named all the animals, had dominion over the earth. God looked upon Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone, seeing that everyone, every other beast and every other animal had a mate, whereas Adam did not. And God said, it's not good for man to be alone. And that, and that takes place in Genesis 2, 18. And it says, and the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And that word helpmeet means suitable companion or equal partner um, for him. And, and then in verse 20, Genesis 2, 22 through 25, and this is how man, God made the woman. He said, and the real which the Lord had, God had taken from man made he woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, uh, 
because she was taken out of the man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be, be one flesh. And they, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. We find that the scriptures define uh, a family unit starting out with the marriage of a male and female, of a man and a woman, and God ordained it. And the definition of a marriage was a, a union, a union between the man and the woman under a covenant, a covenant agreement between God and a woman and, man, and, and, and God being um, the witness. We find that in this particular scripture, it says that the woman was taken out of the man and then Adam prophesied, she is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall become one, called woman for she is taken out of a man. Then he goes on to say, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his own wife and they shall become one flesh. You see, when a person get married, a man has to leave his father's home and his mother's home. And a wife also has to leave his father's home, her father's home and mother's home. And they, and the man and the wife cleave to each other or they be joined together to establish their family unit. And this is the way God had ordained it. But we find that in today's time that the family as God designed it is in trouble. Many have different views of what a family should be like. And over time, the family unit has changed. You look at even the media, uh, TV media, you'll find that uh, over the course of time since I know, I've been around, you find that in the 1950s and the 60s, the TV shows that were on were like Fathers Knows Best, Leave it to Beaver, Ozzy and Harriet. And these particular shows show the family unit, a mother um, doing the chores and the cooking, uh, and the father come home from work with his newspaper, and then he would counsel the kids or, or give the sons direction. They would ask him questions, and he would help them out with the problems that they may have with wisdom. It showed the father as being a leader and being the one to, uh, to give wisdom and guidance to his children and be a provider for his family. And it showed the wife as being... Um, um, supportive in the home, being domestically used in the home as nurturing the children and cleaning the house and cooking the cooking dinner and things of that nature. It seems like the domestic things have become unimportant today, and we'll talk about that later, in which uh, uh, domestic things does matter. And the absence of domestic things have cost us dearly in our lifetime today. So you had those type of shows. Then in the mid-60s, you had uh, uh, three, My Three Sons, which is uh, a show with a single father growing up with three boys. I don't know what happened to the wife. It just showed, it still showed the father in a good way of giving advice to the boys, but the mother was absent. And then in the 1970s, we had the blended family of stepdad and stepmom which was the Brady Bunch, in which I thought it was humorous and funny. Um, the kids would always get into something and 
and it will show the, the, the different things between siblings and things like that. Seemed like an innocent show, but when you really think about it, it introduced, it was all right to have um, divorced couples or separated couples come together for a blended family, in which it was, I, it was a family unit, but it introduced, it's all right to have stepmom and stepdad. And I understand that if, if, if death happened, one become a widower or something like that, that's understandable. But in essence, but it also, during this particular generation, divorce, during that particular time, divorce rates have risen. So it also instituting it's all right to divorce and get into another family. In which sometimes that work out and sometimes it, it don't. I know things in real life, was not is not as pleasant and and and, and uh, wholesome as the show had portrayed the Brady Bunch. It, it was it's not as wholesome in real life. There's a lot of damage that had become into play for branded families if there's not understanding built on the right foundation. Then we have in the mid seventies the show showed Three's Company, which showed one man living with two women as roommates and. And uh, it introduced, um, um, it's all right to mingle and things of that nature. And then in the late 80s and 90s, we have Married with Children, which showed an incompetent dad that didn't know anything, and the mom handled everything, and the children did disrespect them. Along with the 2000s, we see the show called Friends, which showed a group of friends living together, interchanging relationships, um, as far as going together with different people, breaking up and everything like that. And now in the 2020, we have the show Modern Day Family, which have different views of family. You have the traditional family, you have the, the family with um, live-in couples, you have the family with same-sex gender, raising a child, um, this show is really damaging. I really feel it causes confusion. But sometimes we we have to look at these things because we say it doesn't matter. But these things shape our thinking, shape the thinking of the culture. Over time, what was all right, what was a norm, the norms have changed. What used to be abnormal now is normal. And that's the way people grow up and they think. And... Um, we find that the, the family itself is being, as far as traditional marriage is considered old-fashioned, yet the Word of God stands true, true time after time, and the best way is God's way. I really believe that, but the way the media control, portray things is very important because these images is what we see over and over and over create our thinking. And the more we hear and view meter that speak against God-ordained views of marriage, the more we are moved toward a new definition of family and marriage. And today's time, the view of the world is that of a modern-day family. We find that we're being challenged. The view of a husband and wife, male and female um, relationship based on a covenant is being challenged. Not just in uh, uh, in church, but also at the Supreme Court level, uh, it's been challenged and been redefined. But how can 
the church, the accord redefined what God has instituted. So our court system is really in trouble. And I really believe the branch of the government that we really need to worry about and pray about most is the judicial system, the judicial branch. And the reason why I say that is because these men and women are judges. They, as they become a Supreme Court just, justice, they in there till they retire or they die. Meaning they could be in there for a span of 30 or 40 years or, if, or, or longer, depending on how long they live and how, how early they get in. But the views of those justices shape the decisions of what our culture and our, what our country would consider law. And the interpretation of the law has changed over years, as years go by, and the society have changed. What was normal back in 1950 is, is considered uh, old-fashioned and was abnormal was considered normal. What's good was, is considered not good. What's bad is considered good. We find that that's a distorted view. But, um, and as that continue on, we will suffer from, from it. We find that the Bible also says Jesus, his view of marriage was, was the same as what it was in the beginning. If we want to know the view of marriage, we always have to go back to the beginning. And the Pharisees, which were the rulers and interpret, interpreters of the law, of the of religious law in his day, um, they came to Jesus tempting him and about uh, divorce and putting away your wife. And I pick it up in Matthew 19, 3 through 6. The Pharisees also came unto him, which was Jesus, tempting him, saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have not ye read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the twine shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twine, but one flesh. Where, what, there, what therefore God have joined together, let no man put asunder, or let no, no man put apart, or tear apart, or separate. In which Jesus was addressing the question back to the beginning. And he was just saying in this particular passage that Moses allowed them to have a divorce because of the hardness of their heart. But in the beginning, it was not so. God meant for men to be male and female to be married in covenant for a lifetime, a lifetime relationship. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to look at the trends, cultural trends, and how these things have affected us and are affecting our thinking and our society today. If you'd like to contact us at the Fabulous Five Podcast to leave your prayer requests, concerns, or comments, you can do so at the following. Email frankreed at fabs5.org. That's Frank, R-E-E-D, at F-A-B, the number 5, the letter S, dot org, or phone number 248-905-1569. That's 248-905-1569. 
and at our website, fast 5 forward slash contact, please fill out the contact form and submit. We also can be reached on social media at Fast Fives Podcast. That's F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The Fabulous Five Podcast is a ministry of New Covenant Believers. All funds will go to New Covenant Believers for sponsoring of this Fabulous Five Podcast. If you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can do so at paypal.me forward slash F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, or cash out dollar sign fab the number five the letter s or our website fast5.org and click on the donate button thank you for your financial support and your prayer over time you'll find that uh, as the media portray things and as we hear it in our music in television and social media new definitions of marriage and family our thinking change and our actions change. Therefore, the decisions that we make change and our lifestyle change based on that. We see that the marriage rate is declining. And also with that, 50% of people that do marry get a divorce, end up in divorce. And then that's not saying the 50% that are married are really happy. So, and the reason why I really believe that is there's not a lot of good information being taught even through the church on a consistent basis of how to have a good marriage or what things you should do before you get married, uh, premarital things. We find that the, the rate of people getting married is going down and that is due to, maybe due to unmarried cohabitation meaning that people are living together before they get married or they're trying it out before they get married or back in the day they used to call it they shacking together, which was looked down upon at that particular time. But now it's okay and it's welcome and it's the normal thing which people do even if they decide to get married, they live together first. Um, Also with that, there's an increase also in just lifelong singlehood. People deciding not to get married just to, and they enjoy their life as single, being single. And people also are getting married at a latter age uh, versus getting married in their 20s, early 20s. They get married in their mid-30s or even sometimes their 40s. Uh, that be due to um, getting through school and establishing a career and after you establish a career then you decide to get married have everything in proper place before you get married and and then as I stated before divorce 50% of marriages end in divorce many of 50% of the couples that re- remain are unhappy so we see that Marriage, as far as being a long-term commitment, is in jeopardy. We find that uh, unmarried cohabitation is in, on the rise. And most of the couples that are unmarried and cohabit, that end up getting married, also have a higher rate of divorce than those that get married without cohabitation. And, um, and during the unmarried cohabitation or living together, 
children are usually maybe involved, may have some children together, and but there's no commitment, which means that when it all said and done, you have no covenant. You have all the other rights, but you have no covenant. It's not built on what God had ordained for men and women to have a covenant with him being a witness. And with that, so you're bound to have breakups and you're bound to have, um, usually the male may end up leaving and it leaves the woman with a lot of kids. And then you also have um, lifelong singlehood. A lot of men and women are just deciding to stay single because they're afraid to get married. They're afraid to get married because of the um, hardship and pain and then the, just the hardship of a divorce financially, mentally, emotionally, and, and all that goes with it. Many people that have been in relationships and experienced a disappointment may have had children but decide that marriage is not for them and decide to stay single. Uh, this may be all right for the adult, but for the children involved, you, I really believe that having a mother and a father together on a covenant relationship builds for a healthy foundation for the children, even when they're growing up at an early age, especially at an early age. And with having one parent, whether it's the father or the mother, you don't get that proper balance in which um, you're going to be missing something as far as what you should have even when you go into a relationship. As people get married at older ages, we find that they are in their, well in their career and they also are set in their ways. And when people are set in their ways, it's just a battlefield of combat between uh, my way and your way and the word of submission. Submission to each other is a bad word. And really to have a successful marriage, there got to be mutual, mutual submission. And that's what the word of God teaches. I'm not going to go into that because that's another subject. But you have the differences in career becomes also a, uh, a priority over family. And also with moving up the ladder, ladder of success come materialism. Um, you buy and you want things, and as you can afford things, your, your standard of living cost standard of living is higher than what it may be. You may live above your means, and really, if you really look at it, society today in the Western Hemisphere is a lot of selfishness, materialism, greed, and covetousness, all which 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 go against coming together in a marriage far as with mutual submission. You got to get self out of the way. In which that's one of the reasons why divorces are most likely. But divorces pretty much has become stable simply because married people are not getting married like they used to. It's not, it's, it doesn't mean breakups has not happened. It's just divorces not happened because they're not entering into marriages like they used to. But you find that all of this, when you don't have a stable environment for children to grow up, there are going to be some suffering as they grow up. It's one of the reasons why fatherlessness is on the rise 
in which most of the time when a child is born into a relationship, the late the mother uh, take care of the child and the father is absent out of the child's life, which makes it difficult on a single parent mom handling a career, a family, and all the other things of raising kids and it's, it's just a lot for one person to do. And you'll find that there's more stress on the mother and the children are not getting what they really need. They're stressed out. It just brings a relationship, a, a, a relationship that should bring of love is based on a lot of frustration, stress, pain, agony, and the absence of true love and nurturing what children need. And we see that you see the fallout in far as the educational system, the grading, the grades of the children, uh, depression of the children, uh, crime rates of children, and game-related activity, criminal activity, even suicide rates are up. Simply because we're not following God's model of a family, which if you don't do it God's way, you're going to have some stresses and a lack of peace, contentment, joy, and love. Love would be missing, which is the prime ingredient which people should love and learn love from their family first. And then you got to look at the next generation has no concept of family because their family was messed up. So there's a great need to really teach and preach the biblical model so people would know that this is what God intended and also offer tools for couples to enhance their marriage and show off couples that are marriage, married and loving it and how they uh, do things in their marriage to sustain the happiness and sustain the joy. Uh, premarital counseling. We find that the word of God says in Hebrews 13, 4, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but homongers, adulterers, God will judge. Marriage should be honored in all, but marriage nowadays is not honored in all. We got to put the honor back into marriage as God has ordained it, if we're going to see different results. We could do it our way, but our way is going to lead to frustration uh, disappointment, not only disappointment, but heartache and pain. But God's way lead to joy, contentment, and fulfillment within the marriage relationship. So he said marriage is, is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. And that's another subject which we'll get into at another time as far as the marital bed or sexual intimacy. But God mean, meant for us to be monogamous. And we're going to do a show on being monogamous and monogamous intimacy at another date. Fornication and adultery and homonging or, or sex with outside of marriage is viewed upon as being normal. It's your right. You can do what you want to do with your sexuality. In which that may be the case in our society. And you don't question what one does with their sexuality. That may be the case in society, but it comes with a penalty. For sin has consequences. Even though it may be pleasurable, it doesn't make it right, and it doesn't make it normal in God's sight. 
Uh, we find that the scripture, once again, says marriage is honorable. We have to honor marriage and God's way of doing things. If we're going to see a turnaround in our society, as far as having strong children that grow up to be uh, productive adults and not seeing the dysfunction increase as we do see it. It all begins with family, the root, the foundation of marriage, of family is marriage, and the foundation of children growing up in a loving environment should be a, a strong marriage in which they grow up and they be nurtured, be trained and disciplined, and be great citizens. If we want to see an improvement in our homes and the relationships in better cities, better states, and better nations, it all goes back to the foundation of family, which begins with marriage, which begins with God have ordained how he planned for it to be in order to have a strong nation. As the family goes, so goes the nation. Next week, we're going to talk about personal finances, getting out of debt, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fabulous Five podcast, also known as the Fab Five. We can be reached at our website, fabs5.org. That's the letter F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, dot org. Also, you can see our other social media links there. You can listen to our other episodes once again at our website, fabs5.org. That's the letter F-A-B, the number five, the letter S, dot org. Please join us next week for our next episode. May God bless you and heaven smile upon you.